Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. It's a tricky thing because in one way, it's not your responsibility, but a manager takes responsibility in their own self-interest and in the name of service to do their best to not trigger people's fight, flight, or freeze response. Because if you trigger that, they're going to stop listening. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. As a manager, you can't step in and solve someone else's problems, but you can hold up a mirror so that someone can see the problem and start solving it themselves. And one of the best ways to help someone confront reality and start addressing a problem is by asking a question based in genuine curiosity. The danger here is triggering someone's fight, flight, freeze, or appease response, which will stop your efforts dead in their tracks. So today I discuss what you need to consider and pay attention to in these delicate situations so that you can manage lovingly, carefully, and most of all, successfully. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that, with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. Peter, you had your hand in your face a little while ago, I think. Was there was that a hand in face realization moment? In both hands I in your face. I don't remember <laughs> what it was. Uh, I was reacting to something at some point that Angel said, because the, I think, Angel, you said you didn't know how he was going to react to that, which is just downstream of he didn't know how to answer your question that you were. I thought that was an interesting parallel. Mm. Um, you had to you had to live with you had to uh, face not knowing what his reaction would be if you ask something like, Gee, well, what's that like for you when you don't know or something like that? It's just, I just thought it was just an interesting parallel, which mm. is another way of saying uh, a mirror. Uh, that that these situations often hold up in front of our faces. Yeah, maybe maybe that was the moment for both of you to, for for Angel to say, "Yeah, I, let's hang out." And I don't know right now because there's a lot of stuff I don't know either. You know, we don't really do that. Normally, our conversations are I think this and you think that, and then we sort of fight about each of our points of view. Let's just not know things for a while. Here's five things You're- I don't know. You know what it's like? It's like, uh, and I think I laughed because I, I know all too well where that would go. But you know, like in my big fat Greek wedding where the aunt says, tell me what to say, but don't tell me what to say. <laughs> There's a couple of really great moments in that movie. A great, brilliant movie. Tell me what to say, but don't tell me what to say. Hmm? What movie is that? My big fat Greek wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that like the questioning in my experience really has to be tied to a genuine curiosity, not a manipulation. 
So when I learned this skill from Joseph, I started using it everywhere. And my wife picked up that while the questions were revealing more about her to me than any other time in the past, there was a, an angle that she could tell I was taking. Yeah. That at one point she's like, stop doing that Joseph thing with me. <laughs> and, and she wasn't the only one. And so like that, that's where the mischievousness, like for me, it really did come down to, I had to get to a place of, I actually am genuinely curious to hear what they say. And I don't have any idea what they're going to say because the question is the tone of the question is going to be different and probably the question is going to be different. Yep. Um, and so I think you're right, uh, Angel, in, in the, the, you know, recognizing that it's coming, like now you're kind of screwing with them. Because uh, <laughs> when that changed, and I, and especially in my marriage, when I became legitimately curious, irregardless of what the answer was, yeah. that changed, that relationship changed dramatically. When I did that here, that changed as, as well. Because, and my wife can even now, she can tell when I'm not asking a question because I want to know. I'm asking a question because I want to get her somewhere. And I think people here can do the same. Well said, Jamie. Yeah, it's tricky because you have to balance the wanting to lead them somewhere or smelling that something is up and seeing something like you. If the more you see sometimes of that, the harder it is to have an open, genuine curiosity about the person's experience. That's the, the young is, I know where this ought to go and I want to move them somewhere or I can see something that's off here. And the yin is, but I really want to know their experience. I want to connect with them. And depending on what you're trying to do, you might have varying amounts of each. Someone like a spouse will have the least tolerance for the yang side and an employee is going to have probably the most, but you want to dial that in to, in, in a way that makes sense. But you know, if you look at even in management, a manager cares about the experience of the employee. And so that the, there needs to be a curious wondering because the basis of curiosity is love, of course. You know, curiosity, it's a, it's a wanting to be with something, get in, connect with something that's love. So when a lawyer asks a question, you know, in a cross-examination, it's probably not coming from love, right? They're, they're wanting to elicit something, they're wanting to get them to say something. You know. So I'm confused. A moment ago, you said that on the night of the 13th, you were in some, but, but then how could you have, you know, that, that's horseshit confusion, right? That's, that's manipulation. They're not really confused. There's a time and a place for that. And I so, admit there's a part of me that loves doing that. Oh, it just loves When doing someone's that. actions uh, don't, don't comport with their previously declared goals uh, or yeah. desires. Yeah. Yeah. So you could love the, the devious mischief, you know, screwing someone to the wall with a question thing. I, I think that that has a time and a place and, and it can draw a boundary with someone who needs a boundary really well. It's great. Or if you've, ever happen to be a late litigating attorney or, or whatever, or you're in step five of the accountability path with an employee and you know, um, you're saying, so help me understand something. You say you're completely committed to being the best possible employee, yet you've been late every day for the last five days. How does that fit? You know, 
that's that's a boundary. Uh, you know where it's going, and you don't ha- you, you don't the situation doesn't require any. They haven't earned a curiosity like that. So you, you're turning up the heat. But if you're early on the account- accountability path, then what's called for is a lot of latitude and a lot of real curiosity. You, you really want to know. And people will relax and be able to be more honest that way. And you'll find out. That's the thing. You just keep asking questions and see how people respond. You'll find out whether you're being too mischievous or or not mischievous enough, right? If you're just, you know, a new age blissed out lovey-dovey person, or you're just like, how does it feel to be you right now? You know, and ask lame questions like that, <laughs> then you're not going to get anywhere, right? You have to have a certain amount of yang directiveness. What support do you need from me as your manager? So like, I hate that question. <laughs> <laughs> how can I help you succeed today? has to have some edge to it. I think I'm close to being able to point out a pattern to my to my bookkeeper of a tendency that she has and I just haven't had the guts to pull the trigger yet. Mm-hmm. But I've I've kind of I've done it in a one at a time thing like this morning or yeah this morning we were working on there needed some corrections needed to be happen in some of the financial reports. So at, at a particular step, she came in and showed me a report where two numbers, she said, this number, it wasn't what I expected it to be. And then, so she, she goes over to something else thinking she can fix it somewhere else. And I said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What happened to your, something didn't feel right over here. Nice. Aren't you going to, Aren't you, you know, your gut told you, am I right? Your gut told you that something wasn't right there. Nice. Don't you see that you got to fix that before you can go over to this other place? And okay. that's, that's a, actually a very common theme where something won't make sense, but she'll let it be and just move on. Oh boy. So that's a juicy one. Where else is that happening in her life? It is a juicy one. Yeah. So um, I think that it's time. Right and, and 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 I I it has to be one of those curiosity things. I, I've I've noticed a couple of times that you've done this, and I'm just wondering what's happening at that moment mm-hmm. when when you see that, and then you go to something else. And probably the best way to discern whether it's time or one of the ways to think about it is to think in terms of the fight, flight, or freeze response. It's a tricky thing because in one way, it's not your responsibility, but a manager takes responsibility in their own self-interest and in the name of service to do their best to not trigger people's fight, flight, or freeze response. Because if you trigger that, they're going to stop listening. So that's what the accountability path really is. It's a sort of framework for how to turn the heat up slowly so that you minimize the risk of triggering that shutdown response. So learn to watch people really carefully when you bring something that's difficult for them to hear and watch what do they do. Does their breathing change? Do they fold their arms? Do they furrow their brow? What kind of shutdown contraction responses? What is their typical uh, fight, flight, or freeze response? 
is it fight, flight, or freeze? Do they, you know, what kind of excuses do they make? An excuse is another kind of way of looking for a deflection and just become a student of people in general because you can feel moment to moment people open or close like a camera aperture and it rarely stays the same. They're either opening or closing in any given moment. And if you just get really curious about that, is this person in an open state right now? Are they in a closed state? Are they opening? Are they closing? Did what I just said open them up more or did it close them down more? And then you might say, oh, well, let me ask them about their weekend, their spouse, their kids or whatever. Does, do you notice that their shoulders drop a little bit? Do they relax? You know, Because people are really... We don't like to admit it, but we're all really very scared animals all the time. <laughs> And, and reacting to our stimulus, you know, with varying levels of fear all the time, all the time. So if you just tune into that, you know, people will love you for that. If you're actually sensitive to where they are, because most people don't give a shit about where they are in that way. Manager cares about the experience of the employee. So if that employee, you know, the minute you say to an employee, can I see you in my office for a second? They're afraid. Right? <laughs> like, it's a rare employee is not going to be already afraid. So, then if you can put them at, e- at ease, just, I mean, just in any one on one conversation an employee is having with their boss, they're going to be running a certain amount of fear. Just like when the cop pulls you over, you know, you're afraid. It doesn't matter if they're just going give to you, give you a warning for your taillight or say hello and invite you to make a donation to the police department, you know, like, it doesn't matter. You're afraid. And when they are kind and generous and speak softly, you love them for it, right? And when they give you a warning instead of a ticket, you tell 20 people about it. You're so excited. They know that, right? They totally know that. And I think that becoming a student of people's defenses is uh, very well worth it. It helps you everywhere in your life. Because wherever you go in your life, there's going to be people. There's something about um, announcing. I just had this situation that was similar to what you were just describing, Peter, and the conversation you're going to have with your bookkeeper. This this last week, I had a manager, and there was something that was really bugging me because it kept being the same. I kept seeing the same dirt over and over again. Mm. Anyway, I won't go into the details, but I did. But I did something different, and it just you just totally described it, Joseph, in, in that you were in the yin versus the yang as, as far as the approach. And what I realized the statement was, I said at the beginning of the conversation, we need to have... This conversation is about the dirt that I've been seeing in the same place for the same amount for all this time. We're, this conversation is about that. And then we went back to un- unpack it. And what I was just thinking about, if I was going to talk to my bookkeeper, which there's also a similar situation you're having, Peter, I would say... This is the problem that we keep we keep having. Now we're going to go talk about it, and then kind of because it's kind of like shows the end of the road, and then you're going to go back and go to the beginning. Because that way, I always have felt that I'm being too manipulative if I start down this road without saying this is where we're. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's this was a big aha for me. I'm not sure exactly. You you give it a frame. Frame it and give it an end to that. There's a, a roadmap. This is where we're headed with this conversation. I don't know how it's what the answer uh, is going to be. Uh-huh. An agenda with to what those answers are. Mm-hmm. But at the end of this conversation, we're going to have explored and hopefully unpacked what what the causes yeah. are. And that's the structure in step 
three of the accountability path, the conversation, step one is identify the issue that you're addressing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. before you go into root causes and all that. So um, yeah, because otherwise people sometimes will feel like you're just screwing with them. You know, like just asking tricky questions. I, we used to, I had an English, English professor who did that. Uh, and we used to uh, say, oh, how, how is your uh, fiction class? Oh, we've spent about half the time playing what's Professor Kinsey thinking? Or she asked ask these open-ended leading questions and then people answer and so just purse her lips and someone else and, until someone finally got uh, answered, said what she wanted someone to say. And that just eventually just pisses everybody off. You know, so people are... And sometimes you have to do it. Sometimes you can't name what the thing is to begin with, just depending on what the issue is. Thanks for bringing that, Tiffany. Nice to have you back. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.